Okay, um, thank you for joining this podcast. I really believe it will bless you. I want to start in Psalms 23. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not lack. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still the still and restful waters. He refreshes and restores my life, and He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Amplified says, your rod to protect and your staff to guide, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely or only goodness, mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life and through the length of my days the house of the lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place okay so um this is a powerful chapter and so um don't miss it because it is a popular chapter just realize every time you read the word um when you listen to it as if you've never heard it before it can give so you give you such an excitement and, and give you life he says here that um, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff to guide, they comfort me. So um, God's his, his rest is in God's presence with him to protect him and to defend him. doesn't matter what the circumstances look. Now, if you notice in Psalms 23, it says, He makes me lie down. He refreshes and restores my life. And then in verse 4, it says, Yes, though I walk um, through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. So um, God's heart for us is not to experience that. Now, those things, um, if you have made some decisions that were maybe in a disobedience to God or you just followed your own way or just something came across your path and it feels like the valley of the shadow of death, realize that I will fear no evil for you are with me. Um, That revelation, God is with me, your rod and your staff. To protect, uh, to guide, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil my cup runs over so um, he he pr- provides a place of fellowship in the midst of whatever is around you and in that place of fellowship there is life and it says surely or only goodness mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life when will it follow me as i um as i feast at the table the table that he prepared for me in the presence of my enemies And the goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life. And through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and His presence shall be my dwelling place. So um, David had this heart of abiding in the presence of God and and having a confidence in in what God has for him. Now, um, you can connect this with Psalms 91. Again, a scripture that might be quoted by many people, but again, um, we can actually 
continually hear this. Um, to hear the word is more like eating than it is studying some kind of um, doctrine or theology. Um, it's when you listen with revelations, the, uh, revelation, the word, the words themselves nourish you. So when you would hear the words of Jesus, it's it's like eating. Spiritually, it feeds you. It gives you life. So you can you can read the same chapter, and every time you read it, if you if you say like I'm going to listen to this, or I'm going to read this, like I've never heard it, it will give you life. So now if we look in Psalms 91, it says, "He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall remain stable and fixed under the shadow." of the almighty whose power no foe can withstand okay so that's the sort of the condition clause is he who dwells in the secret place and then he describes what that life looks like it says i will say of the lord he is my refuge and my fortress my god on him i lean and rely and in him i confidently trust so um, the first part of this is speaking i'm actually declaring who God is, worship, um, declaring, putting your trust and your faith in the person. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, and in Him, um, my fortress, my God, and in Him I confidently trust. Then He, for then He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. So again, whatever comes across you because of this world or because of decisions that you've made, um, the promise is you run to the Lord, you say of the Lord, he is my refuge. I put my trust in him and then he saves you from that which is in the world. But then it progresses and we'll, we'll get to that now. It says, then he will cover you with his pinions and under his wings shall you trust and find refuge. His truth and his faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. Now, if we speak about the armor of God, uh, we, we know about the shield of faith. Now it says here, His truth and His faithfulness are a shield and a buckler. So my faith is in His faithfulness. My faith is in a person. I do believe in a sense we can have faith to receive certain things from God. Obviously certain people are in a certain flow in a different area. But ultimately it's still faith in the person and and trusting that the, that person has the best interest um that jesus has the best your best interest at heart and he really wants to bless you but it speaks about this faithfulness having a revelation in, of his goodness his heart towards you and there is a rest that comes because then you don't feel like i need to fend for myself because you know uh, it's like a child who really has a trust in his father he doesn't even think about like where is the food going to come from where is this um, he just knows that that his father father loves him and and um, wants to provide for him he says you shall not be afraid of the terror of the night nor of the arrow that flies by day nor of the pestilence um, that stalks in darkness nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste at noonday a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come near you so we just need to take this word doesn't matter who it happened to or what happened around us he says here we shall um he shall not be afraid 
of the terror of the night. So when we speak about do not fear, I'm going to go to Isaiah um, 53, where it says that perfect love casts out fear. And Isaiah, Isaiah 54, Isaiah 54 speaks about um, love. He says, your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth he is called. Um, in verse 9 it says, For this is like the days of Noah to me. As I swore that the waters of Noah should no more go over the earth, so have I sworn that I will not be angry with you or rebuke you. Okay, so there is forgiveness. Um, perfect love casts out fear because fear involves the thought of punishment. But he says here, I will never be angry with you or rebuke you. And he says, For though the mountains should depart and the hills be shaken or removed, Yet my love and kindness shall not depart from you. So it doesn't matter what happens in your life in this world. God promises, he says, my love and kindness shall not depart from you. He says, I will never leave you or nor forsake you. He says, nor my covenant of peace and completeness be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. So you can have confidence in what Jesus accomplished in the cross. And if you have faith, in the blood of Jesus for you, there will never be condemnation. Romans 5, let us cross the fact that we have peace with God. Okay, so now, but when it comes back to fear, so it says here in Psalms 91, it says, You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night. Now it says here in Isaiah 54 verse 14, You shall establish yourself in righteousness. Um so you shall be far from even the thought of oppression or destruction, for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Again, a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. Again, it says you shall establish yourself in righteousness. Okay, so there is a connection between knowing that you are forgiven and made righteous and um, not walking in fear. Because fear involves the thought of punishment. So when there is forgiveness and love present, um, the love and forgiveness go together, then perfect love casts out all fear. And uh, it says, But no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment you shall show to be in the wrong. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. This is the righteousness or the vindication that they obtain from me, says the Lord. Okay. Now back to Psalms 91. It says, You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night. So the word there says, You shall be far from oppression. Isaiah 54. Um, for you shall not fear. So not fearing causes you to be far from oppression. It says, You shall not be afraid of the terror of the night. Um, so the opposite of fear is faith and love. And so when you walk in faith, and a revelation of God's love, that love casts out fear. And because of that, you shall be far from oppression, for you shall not fear. So because you will be abiding. It says, you shall not be afraid of the terror of the night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor of the destruction and sudden death that surprise and lay waste of no, at noonday. So you do not need to fear that. It says, a thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come near you. Okay, so having that faith, those who take this word, that will be the reality. It says, only a spectator shall you be, yourself inaccessible in the secret place of the Most High. 
as you witness the reward of the wicked, because you have made the Lord your refuge and the Most High your dwelling place. Again, that's the the condition. It's abiding in His presence. It says, There shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. So there is a progression. In the start, he says, He will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. So wherever you are, because of not completely abiding, when you turn to Him, there is He delivers you from your circumstances, from whatever situation you find yourself in, because you place that trust in Him again, uh, or for the first time. And then, but it progresses. It says, as you abide, it says, there shall no evil befall you, nor any plague or calamity come near your tent. So Hebrews four speaks about laboring to enter the rest. So our labor isn't to earn something from God. It is faith, a works of faith that places us in a position where we draw on the finished work of what Jesus already did for us. So we pray in the Spirit, we read the Word, we preach the Word, we, um, we take communion, uh, we hear the Word. <laughs> and all of those things, we lay our hands on the sick, we minister, all of those things actually releases grace in our lives. And it brings us into that place of um, fellowship because there's a manifestation of the Spirit. He says, for he will give his angels charge over you to accompany, defend and preserve you in all your ways. They shall bear you up on their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and serpent shall you trample underfoot. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. Because in the place of abiding... You shall trade upon the line and the adder. So it doesn't mean that those things are not there. But when you abide in the secret place of the Most High, you are walking in your identity as a son of God. And in that place, those things cannot come near you. And also you walk in the authority um, of that position uh, as a son of God, as one who is in fellowship with Christ and Everything else is under your feet. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder. It will not be a stumbling block to you. It's something you crush and destroy. It says, because he has set his love by the power of God. Um, love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he knows and understands my name. Has a personal knowledge of my mercy, love and kindness. Trust and relies on me. Amplified. Okay. Knowing I will never forsake him no never he shall call upon me and i will answer him i will be with him in trouble again psalms 23 even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death i will fear no evil your rod and your staff they guide me so even in trouble even if you find yourself there why don't necessarily try to find the reason why just know god is the one leading you to green postures he can lead you into, like, there might be things around you that is darkness. But inside your heart, inside your inner world, inside your life, he, he leads you to a place of 
rest. But he can lead you. Well, obviously, we are the church is the light in the world. The world is darkness, <laughs> and so there are there certain things in the world, and we're called to reign and subdue them. And it's obviously not God's heart that those things touch us or influence us. But we, those things might be around us because we are the light that is sent into the world. But in the, even in that place, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now, if we look at Psalms 27, it speaks about a similar thing. It says in verse 1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. So the Lord is my salvation. He is my light. Whom shall I fear or dread? Again, whom shall I fear? So again, there's a, there's a, that trust in the Lord, a revelation of the Lord, God who is love, who casts out all fear, uh, abiding in Him. Um, the Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Stronghold is a place I, I enter into where I am safe. Of whom shall I be afraid? It says, When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. It says, um, the war arise against me. Even in, then in this will I be confident. One thing have I asked of the Lord. That will I seek. So that this is the place where everything else is conquered. That I may dwell in the house of the Lord, in His presence all the days of my life. To behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord, and to meditate, consider, and inquire in His temple. So it says here um, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord, in His presence all the days of my life. So, like we've been saying, but now it progresses. It says, while I'm abiding, the reason I'm abiding is to behold, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to meditate, consider and inquire in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will hide me in his shelter, in the secret place of his tent. Will he hide me? He will set me high upon the rock. Now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. In his tent, I will offer sacrifices and shouting of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Okay, so then the response is joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Okay, so God recently said to me, seriousness is not a fruit of the Holy Spirit. So um, so let's just all of us receive that word. Um, let's not be baptized in lemon juice. <laughs> so um, it's something I heard recently. Um, when we speak about this, so he's not just saying, we just abide. The abiding is, is what we do. But it says, the reason I abide, or the while I abide, this is what I do. I behold the beauty of the Lord. And so that beholding, if we go to Second Corinthians 3, let me find it here. Second Corinthians 3. It says in... Um, verse 15 says, Yes, down to this very day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies upon their minds and hearts. So when the law is read, darkness. 
but then says, but whenever a person turns in repentance to the Lord, the veil is stripped off and taken away. So suddenly that veil is taken off and we see clearly. It says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now that Spirit is also light. The Spirit is life. Spirit is the Lord. And so whenever I turn to Him, whatever way, the veil is taken away. And it says, and all of us, as with unveiled face. So remember I said David spoke about beholding the beauty of the Lord. He says, all of us, as with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the word of God, as in a mirror is the glory of the Lord, are constantly being transfigured into his very own image in ever-increasing splendor and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So there is an abiding. Um, we behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and as we behold Him, we are transformed into His glory. And so the revelation that we have of Jesus by abiding in His presence, that communion, that fellowship, that will actually um, be what people see when they look at you. You will start to reflect the presence of Jesus. So whatever people, the anointing that people walks in um, is the manifestation of their fellowship with the Word and with, with the person, the Word, and the revelation of who Jesus is. So there is a manifestation, the anointing, the manifested presence of God is the Spirit of the Word. When we speak about the words of Jesus that He speaks to us, it is the, um, yeah, it's more like eating. You know, it's it's the spirit of the word. Is the word, the anointing that the words of Jesus carry, that he speaks to our hearts, that nourishes us and gives us life. Okay, so now, so Psalms 27 we, we read, but now if we go to Hebrews, which is somewhere in the New Testament, Hebrews 10, it says in verse... 19 it says therefore brethren since we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the holy of holies by the power and virtue in the blood of jesus by this fresh new and living way which he initiated and dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain the veil of the holy of holies that is through his flesh okay so we have confidence to enter into the holy of holies which is the secret place of the Most High, which is a spiritual place of abiding in Christ. Okay, so it's not um, a planet far away. It is a heavenly reality that we have access to right now, but we need to enter in with our souls, with our awareness, um, to abide in the secret place of the Most High. Okay, and so now it says, we have full freedom and confidence to enter into the Holy of Holies by the power and virtue in the blood of Jesus. So we needed to be washed clean. So the blood brought us out of the dominion of darkness and placed us into his kingdom and gave us access into that place because the blood of Jesus is on the mercy seat. It says, by this fresh, new and living way, which he initiated, dedicated and opened for us through the separating curtain, the veil of the Holy of Holies, that is through his flesh. Okay, so his body that was torn and broken, that was on the cross, 
is the veil that was torn for us that gives us access into the Holy of Holies, into that place of abiding. So we live in the secret place by obedience to the Word of God. The first thing we need to be obedient to is the fact that our sins are forgiven. That word, we need to humble ourselves and receive that word and not exalt whatever we have done above what the blood of Jesus has done. And secondly, there is a daily obedience being led by the Good Shepherd who leads me into green pastures, following the Spirit, serving the Lord in that place of abiding in His presence. That's where you start to see the reality of Psalms 91 where you're abiding, but you're, you're abiding to know the person, but in that abiding, there will no evil befall you. And even if evil have befall you, said he um, he delivers us from that, and he, then he just brings us into a deeper place of abiding. So that is the word I have for you today. Um, if you've never have received Jesus, and you want this access, you want the blood of Jesus to wash you clean, and to give you eternal life, I just want to give you the opportunity right now just pray with me just pray with me just say jesus come into my life um, forgive all of my sins wash me clean with your blood and give me eternal life fill me with your holy spirit baptize me with your holy spirit and power in jesus name and then lastly um i just want to pray and i just pray that you will experience the secret place of the most high you will know the good shepherd that you will hear his voice, that you will experience his love and faithfulness towards you, um, and that you will abide, abide daily in his presence. In Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Thank you for listening and have a great day.